I loved Halloween. Until I didn't. Most likely what soured me was seeing grown-ass adults wearing costumes to their day jobs. I had a lot of cognitive dissonance when I received my day's assignments from someone dressed like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Does your little dog want me to complete a spreadsheet too? I did not enjoy sitting around the conference room while Count Chocula and Mr. Clean droned on about go-to-market strategy, nor was I a fan of having to elect health benefits with Tony the Tiger in HR. And the day I went to deposit my paycheck with a teller dressed in a gorilla suit, needless to say, I did not go ape for the bank's new money market accounts. That's our opening shot from my memoir, The Tao of Martha. I am Jen Lancaster, and this is the stories we tell in bars. I'm delighted to be here with DJ Lee Farmer, providing our music and making us sound good, and I'm with the other half of the we, Gina B. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast here at Stories We Tell in Bars. Once again, this is a show where our topics range from life to liberty, but mostly pertain to the pursuit of bullshit. (laughs) I'd like to extend a big Halloween week welcome to our listeners who are joining on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, or iHeartRadio. And while you're at it, please do us a favor and go to our Facebook page and tell us where you found us. We are on Facebook.com slash Stories We Tell in Bars. I'm not so desperate about telling people about our Facebook page now that we have more than nine likes. That's true. Like, now that we have likes with a... We have, like, 1,400 likes. We have likes with a comma. We certainly do. I think that we can sound a little less beggy-beggy, but still, go to our Facebook page. Yeah. Or you could email us at storieswetellinbars (laughs) at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at storieswetellinbars. Yeah, you could do that. Or you could just come to our houses and demand candy. (laughs) Spoiler alert, don't come to our house. <laughs> demand candy, please. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that opening shot. You normally read something from your memoir, Stories I Tell in Bars. I do, but I wrote the quintessential guide to hating Halloween in the Tao of Martha, so I felt like reading some of that was the best call. What's kind of ironic today is that you and I are so of the same mind when it comes to every other variety of holiday, including how we celebrate our birthdays, um, you know, Thanksgiving. That's why we spend them together. But we diverge when it comes to Halloween. You're right, because I am so a Halloween person. Whereas I'm more of a, oh, Halloween, no person. So you should probably give the toast. (laughs) Okay, then we're going to get into the happy hour portion of our show with the toast. I'd like to offer a toast to the macabre, to the city being awash in orange and black, and to trick-or-treating. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Spoil sport. All right, what are you drinking today? I should ask. I, drinking I am drinking, let me see, what does it say? Green Finn, the Trader Joe's blend, which is like one teaspoon of sugar away from grape juice, so I like it very much. Isn't it good? It goes down. I'm drinking the same thing. It goes down so smoothly. And what's exciting is I am drinking more than a glass and a half of wine because I took the train today. Woohoo! So you're having the same thing. I'm so having you, the same thing. So you don't have to tell everyone I don't what you're tell having. everyone. But today, because it's that time of year, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite holidays, which is Halloween. Which I hate. (sighs) So what you're telling me is that you're the Halloween version of the Grinch. What would we call that? Like, what would the Grinch be for Halloween? The Grinch? Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm just a Grinch for Halloween then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because you're pretty much alone in your hatred of this day. Did you know that according to the National, the National Retail Found, no, the National Retail Federation, Halloween spending is set to reach a record high of $9.1 billion this year. And 179 million Americans are planning to partake in Halloween. Did you know that? So like half of America. And there's a whole other half who will be taping garbage bags to their windows so trick-or-treaters don't find them. (laughs) Some of the other half are... Every day is Halloween for them, so they don't necessarily need to dress up. So <laughs> according, <laughs> according to the survey on NRF.com, 71% of celebrants plan to hand out candy. 49% will decorate their home or their yard. 48% will wear costumes. 52% are costumes. Um, 40, 46% will carve a pumpkin. 35% will throw or attend a party. 31% will take their children trick-or-treating. will visit a haunted house, and 16% will dress pets. Cool story, bro. In costumes. (laughs) Cool. 
whole story. I know for a fact that you like pet costumes and decorating your... I've seen these pictures. Okay, number one, pet costumes are good every day of the year. And (laughs) number two, or B, or whatever, I don't decorate for Halloween. I decorate for the harvest. Oh, my bad. Halloween decorations are spooky and yucky. Harvest decorations are lovely. They involve Cinderella pumpkins stacked on top of each other. Plus, I... I haven't gotten into any sort of decorating this year because most of this month has been like 80 degrees. Well, I'm I'm pretty happy about the Indian summer. I don't want to celebrate the fall while I'm still getting in pool days. I think you'd just rather have pool days. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, you're not excited about fall coming. Can I just tell you what, what I thought Cinderella pumpkins were? Yes. Because <laughs> I thought this was really funny. Uh. When you brought up Cinderella pumpkins, I just imagined a pumpkin that was decorated like Cinderella with like a dress. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't Were thinking. you thinking of her carriage, only yeah. a costume? I was. It's a no, Cinderella pumpkin. But they're, like, what the hell they're is that? just the most beautiful pumpkins and they're interesting colors and they're all squashy. Uh, they're, they are just gorgeous because I am not a pumpkin carver because pumpkin carving is disgusting. It's something you think, oh, this is such a good idea. I'm going to enjoy this so much. It's cold. It's slimy. No. Oh, well, it can be fun. Okay, so what, what happened to you as a child? What's the deal with you in Halloween? <laughs> Is there some trauma you like to unpack for this no! episode? <laughs> no, I loved Halloween. I had great costumes. That's when I, um, like my peak trick-or-treating years, I lived on the East Coast. So all the houses were really close together, which made for very efficient candy gathering. And we lived in like regular middle-class neighborhood, but they were really close together houses in the rich people neighborhood, like down the street and around the corner. So I went there because I'm like... I'm going to get full-size candy bars there. Halloween back then was my absolute favorite holiday, even more than Christmas, because of the candy. Because back then my mom was, she was a hippie before hippies were, which, no, she was green and organic before that was a thing. I mean, I remember being a kid and like her putting wheat germ in everything. We, we did not have sugar in the house. So Halloween was my one chance to get my fix. And did you see that study that said that sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine? Not at all surprising. Well, (laughs) it it was. I mean, and I would, my parents would hide my candy from me in the house and I could sniff that out like bloodhound. And I found out, I found out later (laughs) that my parents were just helping them, liberally helping themselves to my candy, which is why I don't speak to them now. (laughs) It all goes back to something. Doesn't it? It wasn't like they were picking out the bullshit candy, like the Mary Janes. Like, oh, no, Snickers and Reese's, those are ours. Yeah. You bastards did not collect this. This was mine. You worked hard for that candy, damn it. Yeah, You should eat it all. Exactly. (laughs) My Halloweens were actually fun. The older kids in the block took the younger kids trick-or-treating. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it was so cool. And so, but I always wore one of those. I didn't have great costumes. I always wore one of those terrible costumes with the plastic mask that almost made me suffocate. Oh, those make me sad. Well, you know what? I didn't care because generally, yes, poor more. Generally, um, it was so cold. In Chicago, anyway, when we were trick or treating, this is when the climate hadn't been all <laughs> been all affected, and so I had to wear coats over my costume. So I wasn't that upset about it. I mean, Batman okay. does not wear a coat. Yeah, we had to wear coats. Um, so, but that was okay. But I I knew what the neighbors were going to give out because I was experienced at this. So there was the one piano teacher across the street who, for some reason, always gave us pencils. I don't bullshit. know what that's about. I was like, that is some bullshit. You're not a fun house to visit, and you know it. And then there were the Marshmans who lived down the street who refused to give any candy because they're, for some reason, their anniversary was Halloween. I don't know who decided How's that to your get fault? married. It wasn't my fault, but they said, we're who not Who gets married on candy. Halloween if you're not a vampire? I, I, hey. Or goth. You know, jury's out. No. They were, they were nice people, but they How just... old were you when you stopped trick-or-treating? Ugh. I rode that pony for a while. I was probably 12. I think I was like 13. Yeah, like, I was I... 12. I couldn't be a teen and trick-or-treat. Yeah. Is the thought. But um, there were some people, so I, I would love getting home, and my mother would help me separate the candy, and so we would split it up by the good stuff that I loved, that yeah. I wasn't letting anybody get their hot little hands on, mm. including my parents, right? Um, there was the candy that she could eat, mm-hmm. which is usually, my mother and I didn't have the same taste in candy. She liked That's stuff nice. that I didn't like. Like, she liked peppermints and, like, stuff that I would 
be happy to throw out anyway. So I, she was thrilled. She would eat that stuff. And then there was the pile of candy that came from the dubious houses. Mm-hmm. People that she didn't know. And she's like, we're not going to eat that candy because God only knows what's going on with it. And she was paranoid long before. No, that was um, smart. There was a reason to really be paranoid. But she she just kind of made me get rid of that candy. I mean, once um, in a while you would get the full-size candy bars. Mm-hmm. But what was equally good were people would fill the little Halloween treat bags. Oh, I loved that. I forgot about those. I'm so focused on the full size candy bars but the treat bags you get a cornucopia of candy uh-huh yeah those were amazing those there was a little too much candy corn in those for my desires there though. is never too much candy corn are you oh, pro so candy corn sweet. or anti candy corn i'm not a candy corn girl i am a candy corn person and the circus peanuts which oh, isn't really a halloween sweet. thing oh no no and the, the, those oh, are the things hurt. you need to make um, stale too, just like Easter peeps, <laughs> because then they get the, like just like the right, the perfect amount of chew. You eat peeps too? I love peeps. Oh god! I get my peeps for them. Easter, and then I poke holes in the package, and then I wait three days to eat them until they've they've solidified. Because when they're too soft, they're just you like them crispy. Yes, I like them crisp. chewy. Don't they have like Halloween peep? They have peeps for everything. They have now. ghosts. They have peeps for every. But I am a peep purist. I only want. I only want Easter peeps. Okay. Well, okay. I've never been... It, all that sugary stuff, like, I'm a chocolate girl. Mm. So if it was, like, a, a full-size Snicker bar or a yeah. Hershey's with almonds or a Reese's peanut yeah. butter cup... Oh my Symphony God. bars. Oh. It's a big fan. They don't make those fun size. They only make those in, like, the, the, like the super outstanding size. That's the fun size. Yeah, that, is, that size is fun. I don't care who fun. tells you anything. <laughs> that, that big size, that's the fucking fun size. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I liked Halloween. I did. I was a big fan. What happened? I have three words for you. <laughs> Adults in costume. Oh, what's wrong with that? You know what? We'll get more into this during the binge portion of the show, right after this quick bake. Quick bake. Quick bake. Quick bake. Quick break. We're going to keep that in because I'm drinking wine and I'm happy with it from our sweet sponsor. Yes. Hey, Gina B here, welcoming you back to the binge portion of our show where we're getting all festive today discussing Halloween. I like it. Jen doesn't, in case you hadn't tuned into that first segment. So <laughs> <laughs> why do you hate costumes, Jen, so much, especially adults in costume? I don't like seeing people in costumes on Halloween when I would see them. This is particularly back when I was starting my career as a young professional, when I would see people who I'm supposed to respect, like, dressed as a plushie that day you know what no you you don't need it 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 bothered me and i don't know why and maybe this is how people coped with like boring jobs 20 years deep into their career and perhaps i would have a different perspective on it today if Uh i worked in an office but i think a lot of it stems goes back to me because you know what there are no good costumes for fat chicks what do you get like you could be a saucy pirate wench (laughs) Or an opera singer. There's just, there's not a lot of good choices. And I think that that really made me salty. Um, and I I have a deep and abiding hatred for slutty, fill in the blank, slutty anything. Here's the thing. If you want to dress like a slut, you own it. You dress like a slut every day. <laughs> you make that your thing. You don't, don't save it for once a year. That bothers me. Well, you know, some people can only get in touch with their inner slut annually. Like, everyone's not, everyone doesn't have all that energy to be slutty 365 days a year. And for people that are repressed, now is their chance. They can just be a skank and they can just have a reason to be. Um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not totally in love with the slutty profession outfits, although they are somewhat entertaining. Okay. You have had what? You've had like eight surgeries? Yes. Is that, yeah, eight mm-hmm. surgeries. Did any of your nurses ever, oh, I don't know, wear fishnets <laughs> and a push-up bra that you could uh, see through their half scrubs? That be a no. No. Mm-mm. But some of those costumes do crack me up. I found, um... I found actually this Pinterest boards. There's some on a website called SaveMyBoredom.com that shows like the sluttiest, um, top-ranked sluttiest costumes. Yeah, we're not going to link to that. (laughs) 
But I have a theory that any costume can be made slutty, and you can do slutty anything. Like you can do but slutty why? cop. You can do slutty schoolgirl. Why you couldn't you just do... be a cat? Why do you have to be a slutty? You can cat? be a slutty cat. Why? I was Catwoman. I tell you what, I had the best costume. I might still have it. I have this cat suit, and it's backless, and I attached a tail to it. It was hot. I used to wear it with thigh high boots and my little kitty cat ears and Boy, whiskers. And I'm sure you looked I was nice. Cat- I won contests. I'm sure you Lots looked nice. Of them. But why do you need velour. to be a slutty referee? Well, why do you need to be a slutty flight attendant? Why do you need to be a slutty cowgirl? You, I, don't, you don't. Well, some are, are cowgirls slutty. Oh, they, you look on those links. There's some slutty I mean, cowboys or slutty cowgirls. It just. But there can be sluts in any of these professions. You get that, right? Oh, no, absolutely. But that's my point is own it. <laughs> you just be a slut every single day. Be a slut. Except you be can't, somebody. Be can't, a slut. You, say that, you can't say that because then that's slut shaming. And I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody. No one's shaming the sluts. Own your sluthood. Exactly. Yeah. Just, if you want to be a slut, get you, it in. You can be a slut in madras shorts is saying, all i'm saying <laughs> you're saying don't wait till halloween exactly do it every if this, day don't don't let it be repressed make this your thing <laughs> you know let your slut flag fly is, is what i'm saying you know i when i was looking at this stuff <gasps> i found slutty harry potter and slutty elsa and anna from frozen that is not okay slutty harry potter yeah how do you get slutty harry google oh, it i can't think of anything less sexy than harry potter Oh, I think Elsa and Anna from Frozen are probably less sexy. And I told, I saw slutty Alice in Wonderland in in like a rubber or like a latex dress. Alice in slutty land. <sighs> this bothers me. This bothers me. It bothers me. Well, you might be onto something. Okay, fine. But you don't have to wear one. Okay. You yeah, don't. I, no, I don't. And I don't want to. I don't want to. But I don't like that. Parents are like getting kids slutty costumes. We were looking at stuff online and you saw like pimp costumes fits For ages children. seven to ten. Yeah. Is that a conversation you want to have with your kid? What are you going as a, for Halloween? Oh, I'm a pimp. What's that? He's the one who tells you, bitch, better have my money. Like, what? <laughs> Nobody wants to have this conversation. Well, there's also the, the slutty, the, the hoe costumes for kids. They have the, the children's hoe costume is how it's listed. That's the skew on these websites. Do, do you think people, the people who are in other countries who are like packing these things up in plastic are judging us because they should? If, can they even read the label if they're packing them up in other countries? Oh, Maybe in China. You know, they, they've got Chinese labeling on this, but no, they, I don't think that you need to be able to read the packaging to be like, you're, you're going to dress your five-year-old Maybe. like this, really? Oh, well, they, yeah, they should be. That, that should be the side eye. Yeah. I mean, like, they should, they should really be like, what is going on in the United States? Not yeah, so, there's enough to ask about right. what's going on in the United so States. So really, it's but. the costumes that I think that, that just make me... Make you stabby? Yeah, make me a little stabby <laughs> with, with Halloween. I thought, though, okay, now I remember when... The Tao of Martha was being written, mm. and I lived with you through a lot of the. Not right. lived with you, but I, you know. Yeah, you were. You were. I was around. You were definitely all of the all of the decor. It was very fun to be a participant. But I, I seriously remember Halloween. I remember those glitter pumpkins because I, I had you to get into that shit. Because I had to. Here's the thing. I, I wrote this book back in um, in 2012, where I decided to live a year of my life by Martha Stewart's dictates and. I, you know, I did the cooking, I did the housekeeping, I did the projects, I did the crafts. So by the time Halloween rolled around, I'm like, I, I have to throw myself head first into this. I can't, I, I can't, oh, I just dropped my computer. Uh-oh. But I said, I, I can't just ignore this. So I dove head first into Halloween. I, um, I put glitter on pumpkins and I must have, I don't know, gotten Stockholm syndrome or something because... I discovered that putting glitter on pumpkins is the greatest thing that can ever possibly happen, so that was cool. I enjoyed doing the decorating because I did it festive fall and not not scary Halloween. I even got a costume, like a 50s like sock hop girl, mm-hmm. and I bought 200 motherfucking full-size candy bars. For years, all I had done was, was tape garbage bags over my windows, so literally, so kids couldn't come to our house on Halloween because Fletch and I were so broke, we couldn't, you know, do things that normal adults do when they can't afford Halloween candy, like go to the movies or go to dinner. So that had been my habit. So like changing and, and embracing it and turning the lights on and welcoming kids to my house was totally new. So I 
so Fletch and I sat at the table, both of us in costume, our 200 candy, um, full-size candy bars, plus I made like the deluxe treat bags waiting for kids to come. We sat there for four hours, not one kid showed up. We got shithoused because I was anxious. I was anxious wearing a costume, waiting for kids to come to my house, and no one came. And then guess what I had? 200 full-size candy bars in my house. You can't return that stuff. I seem to remember taking some of those off your hands. Yeah, so then I had 190 full-size <laughs> candy bars in my house. Guess what? They're all gone. Yeah. They, yeah. That. So that, I'm like, we're done. We're done. Now I have to pick up my computer. No, I don't. I don't blame you. Um, so I'm, my t- I guess that you're not going out for Halloween this year. <laughs> yeah, you guessed right there. I don't know if um, I am or not. Are you? You haven't for the past couple of years. That's because Lee is a spoil sport. But Lee loves costumes. No, he doesn't love costumes. Here's the thing. Lee, Lee will tell you that he's always working on Halloween. That's what he'd tell you. That's not actually accurate. Um, we have gone out. I can post some of these pictures. We had military costumes one year. That's one year. Okay, one of eight years. Actually, we're on our ninth Halloween together. This is our ninth Halloween, by the way. I don't know if I'll be working again. No, you won't. Oh, maybe you will. But, or maybe you won't. If you're not working, we're going to a party, damn it. I'm just saying, we're dressing up. But I'd love to dress up I don't up even know anyone who invites me to parties. I love going to Halloween parties. And I don't, I don't know. But you had some, you had, a, I remember okay. a cool Okay, a couple years ago, Fletch was working at this CrossFit gym, and he really liked it, and they had a Halloween party, and Fletch was like, we should go, we should go, and I had actually come up with a costume, so when, when Halloween rolled around, I'm like, fine, you know what, we will do this, because I came up with the best couple's costume of all time. We went as the Royal Tenenbaums. He was Richie Tenenbaum, he got this wig, and the wig as formed a life of its own. Um, he got this like sort of long shaggy wig and he put it on and he started to admire himself in the mirror. He was brushing it. He was, he was, he was making love to his wig with his eyes. And he was saying stuff like, you know, if I ever get cancer, I'm not going to have a bald head. I'm going to wear this wig. I'm like, God, God forbid, don't say that. That's a horrible thing to say. But um, we finally <laughs> realized that Fletch identifies as 70s. I mean, because we listened to all the yacht rock. So this was really a perfect costume. I got like the fake fur coat and the fake Birkin bag and the pink gloves and the loafers and the long, um, the long polo dress. And here's the thing. Almost all of these things are what I would incorporate in my daily life, except for the, the like the terrible blonde wig. So it wasn't horrible. So we went to this CrossFit party at his gym, and they had a French bulldog there, and there was a pug. And I spent the whole night running around after the dogs trying to kiss them, and they would not kiss me. And that made me angry. So then I was drunk because um, <laughs> because it was a Halloween party and I was uncomfortable in my costume. And Fletch was drunk. And he called an Uber and he kept screwing it up. And then I'm like, well, I'm just going to walk home because I am the bastion of fitness. I went to a party at a gym. So we lived about four miles from the gym. So I like I just left him. I'm like, screw you. I'm just going. Bye. So I started to walk away. It's like 1.30 in the morning. We're in Highland Park where nothing interesting ever happens. Um, I, he just disappeared. So I'm just like walking home and I get about a mile and I hadn't worn these loafers for a while. So my shoes are literally filled with blood. My shoes are full of blood. So I had to call a cab. Then I had to wait like 20 minutes because I I don't think I had the Uber app and I couldn't figure out how to work the Uber app because drunk. So eventually a cab came and picked me up. I came home, Fletch passed out on the couch. Like, oh, I'm glad you were so concerned for me. He almost had his wig burned. Oh my I'll tell God. you that much. So after that, like, you know what? Screw Halloween. I hate you. I well, hate the costume you. was really cute. Oh, see, there we go. There's the trauma. Yeah, we'll put that on. We'll put that on. Now on we Facebook. know where the trauma comes from. Yeah. yeah, that that costume was super cute. I actually tend to love couples costumes I in do, general. I, I I don't mind them. I remember. Okay, so the mother of two of my godchildren, mm-hmm. Laura, um, Laura and Jason, actually, years and years ago, before they had children. They went as Ike and Tina Turner, <laughs> but it was right after What's Love Got to Do With It, I think, or if it wasn't, well, it was after it, because 
he was dressed as Ike Turner, obviously. And she, as Tina Turner, had a black eye and she had a footprint on her oh. butt. <laughs> the, the, it was hilarious. It was, Did people immediately recognize what it oh, was? Oh, yeah. Everybody knew. Everybody, she had the wig. I mean, it was, you know. Oh, the wig. You can't wear a Tina Turner wig yeah. without everybody knowing who you are. It was hilarious. I loved that costume so much. And, and by the way, just as an aside, Laura, who is a great seamstress, not by trade, but by hobby, uh, she did the whole family. So they, they went on to have two children and they did an entire Native American family costume where Christopher, the youngest, was a papoose, even See, though no, he was I too I think that's cool, but we'll one. get into that because college campuses, that's a big no. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll you get can't there. do that, but no. she did that. But she anyway, she won, um, she won every year costume contests hmm. at Navy Pier and every year they win plane tickets because at one point they were an Egyptian family and then they went to the, I mean it was crazy so she maximized Halloween but I thought her couple's costume was really cute and I love, yeah. I love couple's costumes love love and there are some good ideas actually if you go to goodhousekeeping.com like like what like what have you seen that you liked I saw oh my god the, my the favorite one was I saw French Kiss and what French Kiss is are two people with the kiss makeup, but they've got the berets on their heads and a striped shirt. So they're That's like French people, cute. but they have kiss makeup. I mean, it's, it was, that was cute. That's very cute. There's also um, Vincent Vega and Mia Wallace. I like that. I do like that from Pulp Fiction. From Pulp Fiction. I love that that wig, the Uma Thurman wig. Um, Wayne and Garth. Okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, these aren't sexy costumes, FYI. So you know what? That's why they're that's appealing why like to me because, because they're clever. They're not just like I am going to throw on a pair of assless chaps and some platform <laughs> shoes. I don't like that. That's not creative to yeah, me. Yeah, because what are you at that point? What I'm just sexy. Just let that be your weekend. Uh, yeah, let it be your weekend. Okay. Well, if that's really how you want to spend your weekend. Then absolutely. Mm. So yeah, I love those. Those are great couple costumes. I though. think the best couple costumes. I, I work with. I've been working with this trainer for a couple of years, and every year he and his girlfriend they're broken up now. I think because she was gluten free. I think he couldn't take it. <laughs> honest to God, um, but they're broken up now. But they did some really good costumes. Like one year they went as the couple from Raising Arizona. She was the cop. I think she was a sexy cop. Like mm, mm-hmm. there's your first problem. And he was. Um, he was. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage's character. I tried to talk him into last year being Brittany and Justin in their denim from the old MTV Movie Awards. Like, I, do you remember that? Where like, uh-uh. uh, yeah, Justin Timberlake wore like a denim tuxedo, and Brittany had on like a formal denim dress. Okay, when, maybe that's too esoteric. When there was, was that when they were trying to pretend like they weren't having sex? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. Anyway. I, I think that would be perfect, but I, I, maybe your friend could accomplish that because I think that would take a lot of sewing. Oh, know? yeah, that would take a whole lot of sewing. You know sewing. what I think would be fun, too, if you were just, like, a couple of guys, like the um, the Dumb and Dumber characters at the wedding with, like, the the pastel 70s tuxedos. I think that would be really funny. That would be cute. Didn't well, we? you've always thought that we should go as cookie and lucius lion from you are Empire. leaving money on the table if you don't do that fact I just sorry fact i just don't even think i don't know now other than parties do you guys do anything else that's like traditionally halloweeny because like i said i go underground like on october 30th and i do not emerge until all saints day do you do you watch it's the great pumpkin charlie brown because that no. makes me want to slash my wrists i I cannot imagine a more depressing cartoon. I just want to get Charlie Brown like like a like a little wig and a prescription to Prozac. Is that the one where he's waiting up all night for something called the Great Pumpkin? Is I think that what it is? It's actually Linus who's in the pumpkin patch, oh. but things are just going really, really awry for Charlie. Like, oh, okay. Just really awry, and everybody else was going to parties and getting candy, and like I think Linus may have drug him into it because he's looking for the most sincere pumpkin like oh okay no. i no. do when i was a kid i saw that but i, I don't know well and i it, like i made it an event like i gotta watch this every year and it was torture yes yeah, it was it was as much torture that's my halloween equivalent of hearing the song the little drummer boy at christmas that one makes you sad too that one makes me again want to open a vein i why? Well, because when I was a little kid and went to church, there was actually like a Rankin and Bass cartoon for the little drummer boy. Yeah. And if you think the song is sad, imagine the the Rankin and Bass, uh, like everyone's mom is dead cartoon. Horrible, horrible, I like never traumatic. Really it that much thought. Fletch and I, like it's a running bet every year. Like it, 
when that comes, then it ruins Christmas. So we wait to see like how late we can go in the Christmas season before we actually hear it. Huh. Last year it was like December fifth. We're like we're done. That's it. It's you, over. You got per- well. Go d- don't go to Costco because mm. they probably will be perumpa pump pumping um, by November fifth at the rate that we're going <sighs> with them. Um, I hate that so much. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I don't do anything particularly Halloweeny. No I, scary movies. All right, so here's my thing. That with seems scary like something movies. you guys would be into. You would think that because Lee is See, okay, Lee is nodding his head. Here's and, and where to himself. I think last year didn't we watch? Do we watch Halloween? We watched Halloween on Halloween last year, didn't we? We did because it was on. We watched it. Lee doesn't remember that. I, See, a few I years believe ago, Fletch and I watched it. both The Exorcist and The Omen. Oh my god! And yeah, we're sleeping with the lights on. Both the Exorcist us. scared the shit out of me. I wasn't supposed to watch it when I was a little kid, and I somehow did. And it was just, I was never the same after that movie. Here's the thing with me and horror films, Lee loves horror films. And you would think that because I love Halloween so much that I'd be a horror film enthusiast and I'm not. Lee and his brother are both like horror Is your brother film. like a big fan of the classic horror films? Like the, the Bela Lugosi stuff? Any All of horror it? films. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. He is the biggest Halloween macabre kind of dude. Like that's just thing. Me, I think horror films are by and large kind of stupid because well seriously like okay that's really scary like some of them to me aren't very scary now the ones that are scary to me are more the psychological silence of the lambs is terrifying that's was that was scary um i like movies like that though that things that could well because someone could make a suit out of my skin i'd be the one they put in the basement not you nobody would fit into your suit <laughs> think about it i don't know if someone like, could fit in like, my suit every time in my car like american girl is on my ipod um, oh, playlist no 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 see yeah that's I what she was like listening that. to in her car when the guy got her okay let's not think too much about that yeah let's not do it but i know but i I do i love um like movies like that but i i don't like oh a doll came to life and oh next thing you know it's haunting the whole house you don't think that that's terrifying i remember that twilight zone where that little doll came on and i'm talking tina and i'm going to kill you I will not be able to sleep tonight with that. Or Trilogy of Terror. Remember that little... Yes. I used to love that. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, they were rerunning it, you know, all yeah. the time. Because that was Karen Black. <laughs> I remember this distinctly. Her name was Karen Black, and she played that little tiki doll. Mm-hmm. That was scary. That scared me to death as a child because, you know, I had all these, like, dolls I didn't really care that much yeah. for. And so I was like, what if one of them comes to life and decides to kill me? So that was scary. I don't like to be scared. I like to be scared as much as I like to be tired, cold, and hungry. Okay, so Which no. is not much. Which is not at all. So, okay. So will you will you get trick-or-treaters here? I'm never home for the trick-or-treaters. Because you are, oh, going to parties, at dinner, at the movies. <laughs> well, trick-or-treaters, okay, if you think about it, trick or, they, they usually, the city designates a trick-or-treat time. Okay. And so that is when you're supposed to be Is it during daylight out. hours? Or? It is. It's, okay. it's like smart. three to like six or okay. whatever it is. And I'm never here. Mm. I'm never home. Or if I'm home, I'm working or, you know, whatever. And I don't really pay attention or... I really just, I'm, I'm, I'm usually never here. When Fletch and I were living in the townhouse in Chicago, we had like a big gate around the, um, around the complex. And then we had like a little gate in front of our house. Kids would breach the perimeter because there was not a single kid that lived there because it was mm-hmm. a lot of like young professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, they would breach the perimeter. I'm like, well, do you want a can of artichokes? Because mm. I have a can of artichokes. Because I didn't think I would have to like have multi-gate protocol. I, I thought. Well, I thought with my multi-gate protocol, I didn't think you'd be able to get in. Like, well, here's a dollar. Right. God damn it. Yeah. Take yeah. a dollar. Take a piece of. Fruit. Oh, they took a dollar. Oh, they would be all over a dollar. Are you yeah, kidding? they did. Those yeah, they, kids. they took a dollar. I remember when I was a kid, um, trick or treating, and people would give out apples on occasion. Oh, that made me mad. I mean, I, there it was. Like, actually I, I showed you guys my. No, I threw them. Okay, they made me mad. I I put in all that effort to put on my Ace Freely uniform, and you want to give me a friggin' apple? No, go fuck yourself. Seriously. But now, like Honey Crisps, they're three dollars a piece. Yes, I would like an apple. But what about the whole razor blade and the apple Nobody thing? Nobody ever did that. That's an urban myth. No, razor blades are a dollar. They would. Well, I don't care how much they cost. People are crazy. There's that crazy word again. I think people are passively crazy, not actively crazy. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about the word crazy, how um, 
<laughs> okay, we're about to give ourselves a ding. How millennials don't like to use the word crazy. What did what did the millennial tell you that you should? Was um, somebody emailed us? Yeah, she emailed us and she said that. Um, should I just read it? Because yeah. I won't do it justice. Hold on, let me let me get onto our our page here. Yeah, so just um, we are we are doing this ding protocol where either Gina and I say something that is stupid or thoughtless or sounds pretentious. We are giving ourselves a ding. So just ding ding. We're we're gonna get dinged right now. We're gonna get dinged, but it's okay. We're worth the ding here. So. Her name is Christina. And hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. And I'm not saying your last name, Christina, only because I'm, I'm sure I would slaughter it because... Uh, you know, she may not want it said. Christina K. So she says that she's really enjoying the podcast. And, Thank you. Which we appreciate. It feels like she's sitting in our homes and it's Aww. delightful to hear us t- take things on in real time. So that's... Thank you again. But I quote, I wanted to send you something that I've said... Many a time to coworkers who ask, Christina, you're a millennial, right? What's the deal with finding the word crazy offensive? This question is usually accompanied by the words snowflake or butthurt. I tell them to replace any instance they would say crazy with the phrase premenopausal. If they look like they're going to hit me, I stop there. If not, I invite them to imagine a group of 21-year-olds saying, I went to the grocery store after work and it was straight up premenopausal in there. This is where They're the- making fun of us. <laughs> that did not occur to me. Uh, Touche, millennials. This is well done. Yeah, so people in the mental health community just want to choose a better or a different word to describe people doing regular things, keeping in mind that people being totally ridiculous is fairly common. So I get that, but, and I'm not even offended by premenopausal, but it just doesn't flow off the tongue quite as easily as crazy does. And bitch be crazy. Bitch, bitch be, be crazy. No, cray cray. Um, you know, it's insane. crazy up in here. It's it, yeah, it's insane in the membrane. I mean, nuts, it's banana, not sandwich, batshit, batshit, crazy. It's all. It, it's it's. I see it as dissociated almost. Well, I had from, to take every instance of anything having to do crazy, nuts, and I had to take all of that out of my young adult book because um, apparently the young adult world finds this very offensive because it's ableist, and then I had to look up what ableist meant. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Thanks for that. Anyway, sorry, we had to, I had to bring that up because so I was again, saying the word ding and ding, crazy but thank quite you, a bit. Thank you. Um, so anyway, back to Halloween. And <laughs> well, you talked about crazy your people. neighbors giving out pencils. My, uh-huh. uh, my old college roommate one year, like her first year as a professional dietitian, gave out pencils and stickers and she had just gotten engaged to her husband then. And he's like, kids are going to trash our cars. No, no. He had to like run out to the Walgreens and buy candy before it got like, before he got too many stickers on his Ford. Right. You know, it's like, don't, don't do that. This, this is not the day to be healthy. Yeah. What do you think is good candy and what is bad candy? Like what would have made you like just mad to have received like those stupid Mary Janes? Ugh. Ugh. Nobody wants those. Or anything that, any of that hard candy that's in a bag, mm. you know, those old like peppermints. We had some elderly people on the block and they gave out those, what do they call them? Those starlight peppermints yeah. or those butterscotch candies. I was like, eh, I don't want I kind of like butterscotch candy. Like I'd be delighted if you handed me a butterscotch candy if we were just sitting here. But if I had to go to the effort of putting on full Ace Freely makeup, you'd best have something chocolate. Listen, nothing made me happier than one of those Almond Joy Oh, I love Almond Joy. Almond Joy has nuts. Mounds don't. Yeah. I needed an Almond Joy because I needed the full experience with the coconut. I've always been a coconut yes. and dark chocolate person. So that made me happy. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups made me happy. The larger than... You know how now they have those teeny Snickers? Yeah. You need the larger than the teeny Snickers. Yeah. They're the... That's the I fun mean, that's size, right? I mean, truly the fun size. The the little microscopic ones are the, like, why bother Those size? are the piss-me-off size. Like, you you use that many calories getting them open, but then all of a sudden you have a, a pile of 19 wrappers, and it's not so fun. Right. <laughs> Nothing is fun about that size bar. So, yeah. Or the Twix bars. They have oh, the one yeah. Twix and the little... Yeah. That was good. Well, now now everybody's like, oh, you, you know, you have to be careful with candies you give out because kids have peanut allergies. Okay, I don't know okay, how to help you. Okay, this is me sighing that. heavily, and that makes it makes me sad because on the one hand, I really do hate the idea of any kid missing out on the fun. Mm-hmm. On the other, you know, they're like, "Oh, you need to put out a blue pumpkin." Um, a blue pumpkin for what? Yeah, if you put out a blue pumpkin, it, I think it indicates that you are giving out nut-free treats. Um, oh hell no! I have sometimes I paint my pumpkins blue. I do things like don't don't come to. Well, they're not going to come to my house anyway, but. 
parents, you really can't trust your kid's safety to my husband and me who are two assholes who can't even remember to bring in the recycling bin. You know, it's, it's out there all week, every week, if we remember to even put it out. I can't be responsible for your kid's health. I'm sorry, no, I can't. I should not be. I don't know. I, plus, every single candy bar that I just named includes a nut. All the best candy bars include nuts. Right. Fact. Absolutely. It's always better with nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything always is. No, but I, I just, I can't, I can't. I, I didn't even think about that because I assumed, and this is maybe wrong of me to assume, but I assumed that parents, you know, when you have a child with that kind of allergy that could be death defying. Oh yeah. No, you, um, you don't, you don't want to be that person that makes someone's kid die. That's no, you don't want that on your conscience. I do not want to be, but at the same time, the people, the kids that, that don't have that problem, I don't want to deprive them of some really awesome. Right. You candy. know what? You should give them Mary yeah. Jane's. Right. Like doesn't, I, but Mary Jane's are peanut butter, aren't they? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So you can't give them that either. Give them an apple. You give, well, and then we saw the problem with the apples. Yeah. They're $3. They're $3 and someone's <laughs> going to throw them at you. Yeah. So, yeah, every apple I ever received, I threw. I'm going to give out ice cubes for Halloween. <laughs> that seems to be the safest thing to do. Yeah. Or a dollar. Yeah, or a dollar. <laughs> and money's horribly filthy. What if they put it in their mouth? I don't know. There's too uh, many things to guard against. I don't care for it. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the scariest part of Halloween, which is what's happening on college campuses. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. This could be, this could be. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with me, Jen Lancaster, and my partner in crime, Gina B. We're going to finish up by talking about an article in the New York Times last year by Mark Bowerlin, who is an English professor at Emory. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating because um, it's fascinating what's happening at a lot of universities in regard to Halloween costumes. So essentially, schools are dictating what costumes are too offensive to be worn on college campuses. I'm going to I'm gonna quote the first paragraph of the article to really give you guys a flavor of what, what he was saying. Um, here goes, quote, We're coming up on Halloween, the most frightening time of the year for college administrators. The debate over what costumes are too offensive to be worn on campus prompts some outsized emotions. Yale last year lost valuable faculty members because of a letter one of them wrote questioning prohibitions on Halloween costumes. The ensuing dispute was a national embarrassment and it set Yale back $50 million in new diversity initiatives. Now, that's the end of the quote, but other schools paid attention to this. For example, at the University of Florida, the school maintains round-the-clock counseling services for students who are upset by costumes. What do, what do you think about this, Gina? You know, I, f- I feel a couple of different ways about it because costumes are supposed to be, Halloween costumes are supposed to be clever, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they're supposed to be, it's supposed to be a fun night, right? And I'm a lover right. of Halloween, so that's kind of how I feel. Now, there are certain people that use Halloween costumes as a way to make fun of yeah. um, certain minority groups, mine included, yeah. um, Native Americans. Uh, and it's, there's a division of thought. Some people are saying, well, I'm paying homage to these groups and then there are others that are of the school of thought that you are being offensive. Right. So it's, it's, it's a hard line to draw. Um, it, you know, the Hampshire College sent out a checklist called, Is Your Costume Racist? That makes me laugh, and I'm sorry. Like, it, well, you, but, but they have to ask, but they have to ask. You have to ask, because now they've got to cover their asses, right? So right. It, it, what, what it does is it prompts students to ask themselves questions like, is my costume supposed to be funny? Is the humor based on making fun of real people, human traits, or cultures? Like when, um, if you saw a few years ago when Juliana Huff dressed as Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black, she did a great job, mm-hmm. but she was in blackface. Right, which, you know. And I'm sure she did it because she loved, like all of us do, Orange is the New Black, but really you couldn't be Piper. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Or if you are Crazy Eyes, maybe just don't do blackface. Yeah. Like, I was watching a rerun. I've been talking about the show, The Girlfriend's Guide to mm-hmm. Divorce. I was watching a, like a couple of seasons ago because I'm binging it right now. 
one of the characters dressed as crazy eyes and orange as the new black. And you knew it was her, not because she was in blackface, but because she had the Bantu knots, mm-hmm. her hairstyle, and she wore the orange jumpsuit. Oh, I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah, they're called Bantu knots. Um, and she had the Bantu knots. Right. And then she also, she made weird faces periodically and she wore orange. And so that was enough for people right. to know that she was crazy eyes. Right. Right? She didn't need to be in blackface because that would have been right. a little crazy. But, right. um, but so you just have to... Like, blackface is never a good idea. If you find yourself in blackface... <laughs> That's just... Like, if you take nothing away from right. this podcast... Just don't put shit on your face that makes you dark. That is the right. that is the thing. We're having that problem with Dove. I mean, that, right. that's, that's like, not that problem with Dove, but, you know. I mean, you think that, oh, we are in a post-racial world, and no, then we have a major brand who thinks, okay, we're going to put out this ad where a woman starts off brown, she uses Dove, and she ends up white. What, why not just make the the motto, we'll wash the black right off of you? Exactly. I mean, it's horrifying. Yeah. Because somebody approved that. Like, I'm... I'm a lot of people approved that yeah, ad. I'm mired in the young adult world right now. We have sensitivity readers, and we can't say anything. Maybe take some of the sensitivity readers and put them at the ad agency. And, you know, just to give a little more perspective on this, being a person of, you know, being a black person, person of color, it's... Some things are funny, right? And I have a pretty inappropriate sense of humor. Yeah, the Dove ad, not funny. The Dove ad, not funny. And I'll try to give a little perspective as to why it's not funny. Well, the Dove ad, but also the Halloween costumes and the blackface thing isn't funny. Because black people, especially, there are a lot of white people who aren't used to being around black people. Right. And and there are, I mean, a lot of middle America, they've never been around a black person at all. So what they know about black people is what they see in media. Right. And if you are a black person who lives in a city or anywhere, at some point, a white person has asked you a question like, oh, you mean someone that you know doesn't live in the projects? Or they, they assume that all that they see mm-hmm. is all that you are. And I always find myself having to redefine or to add to the definition of what black people are, right? Now, white people, of course, everyone knows that white people can range from billionaires all the way down to like, you know, trailer, you know, whatever. Right, right. Um, and if someone asked you, well, don't you live in a trailer? It wouldn't particularly, would that be offensive to you? No, like, because well, why would you think that? Why it's, would you, exactly, what okay. What a strange, what an odd question for you to ask. It'd be an odd question. Okay, so... I would know someone will be asking me if I live in the projects strictly because I'm black would have nothing to do with anything else because they think that all black people are supposed to live in the projects. I mean, that's just an example that isn't, you know, right, I'm right. just, a, you know, so a lot of, and also we live in a very bad racial climate right now mm-hmm. where there are things that are like the Dove ad that are getting approved in billion dollars, billion it's dollar corporations shocking. that it's should shocking. never have even like, who is there a representative from a person of color. Any color. I don't care what color. Or do they put it in front of like the one person of color? Well, Cheryl said it was fine. And right. Cheryl's like, I just want to keep my goddamn job. Exactly. Cheryl's just like, I just want benefits. Okay. Because yeah. we all know what's going on with those. Yeah. So. I'm about to go on maternity leave. So fuck all of you. Right. You know, I, you just, I'm looking out for myself and the right. sea of people who are going to approve this ad, whether I think right. it's a good ad or not. So. It, it's, it's real sticky. So all this to say, when you're choosing your Halloween costume. Maybe don't alter your skin tone. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, and, so like the questions that Hampshire asked, what were the what were what was on their list? Um, the list was, let me see. Does my costume reduce cultural difference to jokes or stereotypes? Okay, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I I remember being a kid and dressing up as a gypsy and thinking it was great, and now. I had no idea until really recently that's considered a racial slur. You don't you don't call gypsies gypsies. You call them like rum shell. You yeah. you use the word because it is a slam. And I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a connotation. I had no idea. Um, other questions are: Does my costume represent a culture that's not my own? Um, which you know, I actually think that it's kind of sad that things have devolved. To where they are today because if a child would like to learn about another culture and maybe um you know adopt some of the clothing or whatever it, it's it's sad that they can't do that without it being seen as racist because yeah. sometimes it's curious yeah um but what if you just like it if you just, i think it looks neat i think it's beautiful i would love to look like this one day of the year my godchild my oldest godchild uh wore a sari mm. to prom and, I would love that. And her mother's um, Indian um, 
former coworker loaned her a sari because she looks kind of Indian anyway yeah. with the color in her hair. And so it was it was perfect. It was beautiful. But I would have hated for some Indian person to have told oh. her that she was being racist. It didn't happen, but I mean, I guess feasibly it could have. I don't know, but she's paying homage to Indian culture because she thought it was beautiful. Um, so I don't like that it, it's gotten to a place where some people are taking it and making it very ugly. Yeah. Um, another question is, does my costume packaging include the words traditional, ethnic, colonial, authentic, or tribal? Yeah. Because all those words are an L. Yeah, yeah. That's just the, that you are opening the door to racism or being called a racist. Do you remember a few years ago when Prince Harry, who I love, went to that costume party dressed as a Nazi? Mm. Oh, honey. Oh, like, honey. Why was that a good oh, idea? Oh, honey, no. No. You bring your ginger ass over here and I will teach you a lesson. Absolutely. You, know? you stick to... I like Prince Harry. I know. He's a cutie <laughs> pie. Um, and but then I question his judgment there. I like... what. Because it was probably authentic. I mean, it no. Yeah. It was authentic in the last one. It was, does my costume perpetuate stereotypes, misinformation, or historical and cultural inaccuracies? Yeah. So. I mean, I, I guess on a day that's supposed to be fun, you, you don't want to start a philosophical argument where nobody is going to come together. Just drink punch from the trash can. Mm-hmm. Just eat your candy. Just smash your pumpkins. Be clever in other ways. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends years ago, one of my favorite costumes was he had a hat that had, uh, you know how you get those fake uh, stakes for your dogs, like chew toys or whatever. <laughs> he had a, a stake, like a, a stake on his head. And then he had some math on his shirt and he was a subprime mortgage. That was cute because it was around the time that there were all these subprime mortgages happening. I don't like when costumes are too punny and I can't figure them out because they make me feel dumb. Well, and then the drunk <laughs> you get, of course, obviously. You're yeah. never going to. So you're walking around explaining that all night. So, yeah. But um, anyway. So. Yeah. I, I, I feel like shit just got real. So <laughs> essentially, we have proved my thesis, which is that Halloween sucks and should be avoided at all costs. Or maybe the answer is to just be safe and dress like a slutty cat. You know what? <laughs> you might be right. So just go to Amazon and Google slutty something, and I guess you'll find your costume. So Yay. I I think we should end on that note. <laughs> so happy Halloween if you're still up for it, and if not, happy day after Halloween when all the fun size bags go on sale. Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is. <laughs> This has been Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and Jen Lancaster. Thank you, DJ Lee Farmer, for mastering the mix. And thanks to our sponsor, Naturals by Gina B. Of course, we are delighted to be broadcasting on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes, too. So if you like what you hear, please do rate us on iTunes. Be kind, as that will also help other listeners find us. See, because we listen to you. So when we're pretentious, we give the ding. We do. We We give give the the ding. ding. And we also give you credit when you're right. There we go. So for more about Jen, visit her at... Jen Last, JenLancaster.com. Yeah, close enough. I think I could pronounce your name by now, right? <laughs> you can keep up with me at IamGinaB.com, and then you can email us at storieswetellinbars at gmail.com because you never know when we're going to read your letter yeah. on so the podcast. Our ding total today, that was just me. That was, it, was all, it was all me again. We instituted this for you, and it's basically just been me who's been getting dinged. Okay, well, I'm sure I'll catch up to you at some point because that's yeah. just kind of how we just, I am. We just need to find a topic that <laughs> where you can just be... You know, my pretentious self. Your pretentious self. <laughs> Maybe we'll so, talk about travel again. Who knows? Yeah, anyway, that sounds good because you are about to take a big trip. <laughs> I am. Which Yay. will be, well, and you can tell us all about the luxurious things you do when we get back, and we'll ding, ding, ding. Well, by the time by the time this podcast airs, I will have been on the trip already. Oh, well, then we can talk about it on the one after that. There we go. Anyway, for me. so right. now you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs>